0: I'm about to go make some ramen here in a minute.
1: (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back. Um, I am Sienna. Hey guys, we're back at it with another episode today. As you know, my name is Jess.
0: And you are listening to It's Just Us.
1: Today, we kind of have a topic we want to talk about and we actually... The reason why we want to talk about this specific topic is because in a few days Netflix will be releasing a documentary called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, basically talking about like these polygamous cults, mainly one of the biggest ones, the FLDS Church, which is which was led by Warren Jeffs.
0: Yeah, so basically Warren Jeffs um, was the president of the FLDS Church after he took over when his dad passed away back in 2002. And just a little bit about him. He was born on December 3rd, 1955 in San Francisco, California, but he and his family grew up outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. And I think the crazy thing about him and his family is, you know, he has obviously his mom and his dad. But then he also has like another 70 moms and then he has like 59 siblings. So it's like, how do you even determine who is who? And like, because sometimes my mom forgets my name when she's calling me. So I'm like, damn, he got all these moms. Can't remember which one is which.
1: And yeah, a lot of these polygamous cults are mainly around like Utah, Nevada, Colorado, Arizona, Texas. And that's just a little bit of some states, you know, of course, there's a lot more that we don't know. Um, But yeah, his dad was basically the president in the 80s. And then when he passed, um, he went ahead and was the president. Um, He has, I think, reported about 87 wives, and like Sienna said, he has a total of about 59 other siblings um, that are also, you know, polygamist, and we're not going into them today, but, you know, we're trying to focus on Warren Jeffs because uh, this documentary is focusing on women that have come out of these polygamous cults and are basically sharing their story about their lives, about how they were sexually assaulted and brainwashed basically in this cult. Um, but yeah, basically um, the FLDS basically stands for. So the FLDS is going to stand for, let's see, I
0: just had it pulled up. It's going to be the fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day saints. And that is what Warren just basically was the president of, and before he was president of that, he was actually only 21 and was the principal of what was called Alta Academy, and that was just a school that, you know, if you were polygamist or you lived on that side of town, that's where you went to school, and you didn't really learn anything either. You only got to read the Bible and probably got to learn, like, some basic skills, like addition, subtraction, and that was it. They didn't have a lot of education going on out there.
1: Yeah. And like I was talking to Sienna earlier, they only get to read the books that they actually approve on the community. And any type of internet is banned because they don't want them to learn anything about the outside world. So they're basically really isolated. They have these jobs from the point that they're born, you know, until... They pass away. They have a set life, set schedule for them already. So the reason why I, or this actually caught my attention was because a while back, I was deep into watching some YouTube and, you know, you get, you get into watching YouTube, you start, you know, going through a lot of weird, I was, so I was in the weird part of YouTube already, <laughs> if you could say that there's this YouTube channel called Escaping Polygamy. Essentially, it's women who have actually escaped the polygamous life or escaped these cults, and they are actually helping other women escape the lifestyle. So they go ahead and are in communication with each other for a little bit, and they devise a plan on how they're gonna escape either by themselves or with children. The reason why it really uh, intrigued me is because this plan is really, really devised. They have like a whole map of what the compounds look like or what their little community looks like. They figure out what time they're going to escape, whether it's like during a church event where everybody is like at the church or whether it's at nighttime. So when everybody's sleeping, I just thought it was so crazy because you should be able to do what you want with your life. Essentially, but because they're so knit into these communities, everybody knows everybody about, you know, each other. And they basically have their own law enforcement, their own security, and it's really, really hard to escape. But when they do escape, they're essentially shunned out of the community. So they, once they leave, they have to figure out their lives. And so these ladies are actually helping them, you know, accommodate to learning what the outside life looks like, either with providing them jobs, providing them resources, but they basically have to build up from scratch. You know, they've never been outside of the community, so they don't know what actual life really kind of looks like.
0: Yeah. And I actually have not seen any of these episodes or anything like it. Um, I, also know that, like, Sister Wives is supposed to be based off this, but I've never watched Sister Wives either. Um, But, yeah, like, I watched little – we watched a little bit of clips before we even started, and it was just, like, crazy to me to think that, like, you know, just somebody is going through that. Like, they have to escape, and they have to think about their life this way. When we watched this episode, the lady was saying how she tried so hard in her marriage, and her kids were – Well, her kids weren't taken away from her, but, like, the husband had placed her in another house where she couldn't see her kids and was far away from everybody, and they were showing her house, and, like, she was just out in the middle of nowhere, so they were saying that, you know, if anything happened, they wouldn't know for possibly weeks, like, if something had happened to this wife or whoever it was, and so, and they had to do things quick, you know, they brought their U-Haul up, and they only had 10 minutes to get as much stuff as they wanted and get out of there, so I thought that was extremely crazy.
1: I actually have watched a little bit about the Sister Wives. You know, TLC really made this show, like, bring. they actually brought this show up to, like, Limelight and educated, well, not really educated, but showed people a little bit about what these lives are looking like. Basically, I don't know what the guy's name is, but he got five wives. I don't know how many kids they have, but I know it's, like, 20 or more. But basically, they all have their own homes. They all, you know, are knit together. He basically was saying that they were initially living in a really big home, but because the wives were constantly mad at each other, constantly annoyed with each other, you know, they wanted their own space. So he kind of built like a plot of land with individual houses for each of the wives. But I was also kind of intrigued because... Homes are kind of expensive, you know? Just owning one home is really expensive, but now imagine owning five homes. So Sienna and I kind of dug into the internet (laughs) and tried to figure out what their form of income was. And basically we found out that a lot of these cult members are in the construction business. And so Warren Jeffs was making millions and millions of dollars off his construction business, which I thought was crazy. What we actually found on the internet was he was worth, I guess, over a hundred million or something like that, which is crazy. But I also think this made him really popular because he was providing income for a lot of these rural parts of Utah. So, you know, finding a job isn't that easy, especially, like we were talking about, a lot of them don't have education. So providing jobs was a big thing, you know? Yeah.
0: So it does say here that his network before he went to prison was approximately $120 million. So yeah, like he was providing jobs for people and like, you know, construction is not easy work to do, but it pays really well. So it was easy for him to just go into the real parts of, you know, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah. Um, He even went to Texas. But, like, all those states are so close together. Um, And it's crazy because, like, we know how close they are together because it's only a 12-hour drive. Like, yeah, that sounds like a lot, but it goes by extremely quick. And it's just, like, in these rural areas, of course people out there are going to want to work. And, you know, they don't know regular grocery stores like King Supers or Fry's or Safeways. They just know their little their little parts of town and I remember driving through Utah and it just it was so different you can tell you can feel that feeling of like it being different
1: yeah you know what you brought up a good point is that they have the kind of like their own grocery stores basically where they're farming a lot for their own produce they have like their own cattle and stuff so yes Maybe it might be a little cheaper for them to actually get grocers because they're kind of sharing everything in between the community. But imagine a lot of these wives or their sister wives, whatever you want to call them, are basically staying at home and farming, essentially, while the men are working in construction, which is really crazy. And especially if you have got a lot of kids, they're helping out, too, I imagine, from a really young age. So that's that's pretty wild. Hey guys, we're
0: back. We went on a two-day hiatus. We were recording this episode on Sunday, I believe. We went on a two-day food hiatus, had some Outback Steakhouse, some pasta, some mimosas. We did a lot in that time.
1: Yeah, sorry guys, but we're here to actually finish up the episode and kind of wrap up on our topic, but right now we want to kind of give some light to why um, Warren Jeffs is actually, or is it, yeah, it's Warren Warren Jeffs, Jeffs. sorry. I keep kind of wanting to mix his name up, you know, because it kind of sounds like I want to put his last name for his his first first name, name. sorry guys. Um, But yes, I want to kind of wrap up why we started talking about him and want to kind of give a little more details on why he's actually in jail right now.
0: Yeah, so we're it, we're going to basically go into um, where where things kind of like went wrong. We don't have a ton of that information, but basically back in 2006 of May of 2006, Warren Jeffs was added to the FBI's top 10 most wanted list. And this was due to um, him having arranged marriages between adult male followers in his church. With the young girls. And by young girls, I'm talking the age of as early as 12 years old. And yeah, so he was avoiding prosecution in that case in Utah. Eventually, he was arrested in August of 2006 in Nevada. He had to go back to Utah to face those charges. And he also had to go back to Arizona, where they charged him in two separate cases in May of 2007 and July of 2007 with eight additional counts. It doesn't say what the counts are, but it looks like he grossly violated the laws regarding sexual conduct. Um, So that means, you know, these girls were so young, like 12 years old, like I said, is the youngest, marrying these men who are almost 30 or even above 30, and they're having what is claimed to be consensual sex, and it may have not been so that they can keep producing children. And you
1: know, they're so young, like 12 years old is like sixth grade. So when kind of doing some research about how old these girls were, and as far as also how many wives he had that were underage, we found kind of different articles on different kind of numbers. They weren't really releasing an exact total, but they said more than half of his wives were under the age of 18. So that really says a lot, but also we found a lot of, uh, documents or articles that were saying that he also, uh, had a lot of sexual abuse that happened that he actually did towards his sister and his daughter. And his daughter has actually come and shed some light on that topic.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to keep going in a little bit more about the charges, um, members of the FDLH FDLS church were found at Zion Ranch, and I believe this is in Texas, in March of 2009. And it's because a 17-year-old girl was making calls to authorities saying she was being sexually abused or having some type of abuse, but the calls were not coming from this ranch or from, like, under the girl's name. It was coming up under some lady who was nowhere near connected to, like, you know, their church and stuff. So Warren Jeff's attorneys were claiming that the allegations were false because this lady was nowhere near them and didn't know anything. So basically what they did in 09 was they did a seasoned search of Zion Ranch. The raid was inconclusive and they ended up returning all these women and children to this ranch to continue getting sexually abused or whatever it was. And that's all that happened to him in that time.
1: Yeah, when we're actually going on YouTube and searching up a lot of these women's stories about how they fled the FLDS church and other like cults, they mentioned that that sexual abuse continued for several years, even the earliest I've seen up to the age of five years old and continuing. So it's really crazy. And they mentioned that a lot of these people are either like the main president of the actual coal or even like their father and uncle. So this is really, really sad with this continuous abuse for years.
0: Yeah. So eventually Warren Jeffs was indicted uh, July 22nd of 2008, along with five other men on charges related to gross violation, violations of law of chastity, which means like, You know, they couldn't be having these types of sexual encounters with these young girls, and basically it had to be consensual sex, but it wasn't. Um, He was indicted in Texas um, on the charge of violating a child, and child custody cases for more than 400 children were taken from that ranch, the Zion Ranch in Texas. He looks like he was, his trial started in Utah in September of 2007, and it lasted less than a month. He was convicted on two counts of accomplice to rape, and he was sentenced to two consecutive sentences of five years, so 10 years, uh, or to life. He stood on trial and was convicted in Utah for his role in arranging marriages among his followers and was found guilty, but the Conviction was overturned on appeal and it was a unanimous decision by the U- uh, Utah Supreme Court and a state judge had eared when he failed to tell the jury that Warren Jeffs could not be found guilty unless he was specifically intended for the girls' husbands to have non-consensual sex with them. So basically he wasn't found guilty of anything because they appealed his uh, conviction And he wasn't found guilty because he wasn't implying that when these girls had to marry these men that they wouldn't have to have non-consensual sex. It was totally okay if it was consensual.
1: So Sienna and I were talking earlier about why a lot of these women and children think these customs are normal and the only reason why they think this is normal and why they think this is okay is because this is the environment they've been around their whole life. So they think all of these things, all this abuse is okay because that's all they know. They don't see any of the outside world and how that's not okay. You know, they're cut off from the internet. They're cut off from any literature. They're not getting taught the same thing that if you're in public school, you learn. So they're getting accustomed to all this quote-unquote like bad stuff that's happening to them and that's really really sad and upsetting to me
0: yeah so it looks like finally in july of 2011 warren jeffs was found guilty of sexually assaulting two girls he had taken as quote-unquote spiritual wives um so they weren't technically married by the state or anything like that and I guess DNA samples had proved that one of the girls was only 15 and had a child by Warren Jeff's. And there was an audio tape as evidence where Jeff advances towards a 12 year old girl. He is now facing um, a sentence of life in prison. So it says around 119 years, if found guilty on all counts. And Texas prosecutors said at the sentencing, they would present evidence that Jeff's had 78 wives addition to his legal spouse, which is, I believe one more than likely and more. They said at least 24 of them were under the age of 17.
1: And of course, like we were talking earlier, allegedly there was about, what did we say about 80 wives? Mm -hmm. So that's really, really crazy. And they also said during the time that he's in jail or prison, whatever, That he is actually on the phone and still preaching his word of God, basically. And and he's still trying to get his message out to his followers. People are still following him. People are still believing that he is the Lord's Savior. But I truly believe the only reason why they are still following him and they still have a, a really big cult following is because that's all they know. That's all they're used to. But it's really sad because, like I was telling you, these people who do escape escape the polygamy lifestyle start realizing all the bad stuff that has been happening to them throughout these years, the constant years of abuse. And for generations, because this has been happening for a really long time, because it was not just Warren just it was also his father and before then. So this has been carrying on for several generations.
0: A couple of updates in his life. It looks like that Warren Jeffs, while he's in prison, continuously goes on these hunger strikes um, to the point where he has to be force fed with a stomach tube. And he actually went into a coma in August of 2011 because of excessive fasting. So nobody would know how long he was going to be hospitalized for, but he is living now and he's still in prison. Um, And they also said that some of his followers in this church have decided to create a three-story tall tall statue of him in that Zion Ranch compound. Um, But the article that that came from was very careful to explain that the FLDS have nothing to do with mainstream Mormon church. And finally, in December of 2012, Warren just predicted the world would end before the year 2013 and called for his followers to prepare for the end. But as we all know, I don't know if anybody else has seen this, but basically right now we are living in 2022, but in Ethiopia, they are living in 2012. What? Yeah. What do you mean? You haven't seen
1: that? No, but I was going to talk about another theory that I was watching on this other podcast. They said that a lot of people believe that we did die in 2012 and that basically we're living in this alternate reality of like after death. But I'm like, I'm living in a shitty alternate reality. Like this, this
0: So basically the Ethiopian calendar is different from the Mayan calendar. Mm -hmm. So, or something like that. But basically in Ethiopia, they're living in 2012 right now.
1: Like, this year is 2012.
0: This this year is 2022 here in the States and, you know, around the world. Okay, let's
1: look up what what day it is. Because I have never heard of this. And I want to know, because a lot of people, when we were in 2012, remember, when the movie came out, they predicted that we were going to die. It was December 12th, right, Mm -hmm. of 2012. So, 12, 12, 12.
0: Oh, maybe it's
1: 2014. Oh. Well, I guess... I guess they're not in 2012, but they're still several years behind. May, June,
0: 2022, May, June, 2014.
1: Crazy. Wow, I have never heard of that. Or maybe I have, but I guess. The
0: current year in Ethiopia is 2014. Wow. The Ethiopian year starts on the 11th of September or on the 12th of September. It is seven to eight years behind the Gregorian year, according to alternate calculations in determining the date of the birth of Jesus.
1: Well, yeah, I can assume that some countries would be on different timelines because how were they able to predict when Yeah. When Jesus was the, born? How were they able to predict any of that? Yeah,
0: because it is September 30th, 2014 in Ethiopia right now.
1: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in
0: 2014? 2014?
1: Probably hating school or some pissing my mom off, <laughs> not cleaning my room, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember.
0: September, I was at volleyball practice every fucking day. <laughs> she said, I was
1: volleyball practice. <laughs> I was at
0: the games and shit. Maybe I was at like a football game or something. Yeah,
1: I can't remember. But yeah, guys, um, if you want to go ahead and like DM us on... What you guys want us to talk about again, or any specific topics you guys want us to talk about, please message us. We're definitely more than willing to get some ideas from you guys.
0: Drop your Instagram, and I'll drop mine because I did get somebody say, like, you guys didn't drop your Instagram.
1: Oh, sorry, guys. I will drop my Instagram. Can we put, like, a comment or something in our anchor? Okay, guys, we'll put it in our description so you guys know our socials. We're also pretty active on TikTok as well.
0: Yeah. But that is it for this episode. If you guys enjoyed what you heard, well, like not enjoyed, but you know, you're very interested on what you heard on Warren Jeffs. I would definitely recommend um, the docuseries that's coming out on Netflix. It comes out tomorrow, June 8th, 2022. Um, I'm super excited
1: for it. I have nothing better to do. So I'm just gonna go ahead and watch it tomorrow. Yeah. And hopefully we got our timeline correct as far as like some of the facts we've been giving you guys, because I know maybe Netflix might have some more specifics because they might be interviewing some more people. But of course, this is just from a little bit of online research. So don't give us a hard time if we didn't get exact dates on it. We just tried our best
0: yeah but that is pretty much it thank you guys so much for listening to it's just us on anchor or spotify apple wherever you're getting your podcasts we are looking to be more available on more platforms here soon so please just listen out and keep supporting us i really appreciate you guys so much for this thank you thank you thank you so much friends